What up? It's your boy, Tiny Sumo, coming to you with another episode. But before I get down with my guest, let me get my plugs out the way. Go to dirtycleaneats.com. Check out the product there. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and listen to their podcast, the DCE Pirate Radio Podcast on iTunes now. Use the code DCE Tiny Sumo for 10% off in store. Get some jammer in your life. It'll cure what ails ya. Head over to fightkingdom.com. Get the official Tiny Sumo supporter tee from there. The link for that is in my bio now. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram too. And use the code Tiny Sumo for 10% off with those guys. And head over to Tiki Tribe. And get all your ready-to-eat meal solutions delivered, nutritious, delicious, to your door, ready to go. Use the code TINYSUMO for 20% off with those guys. And you can find them on Facebook and Instagram or at TikiTribe.com. That's T-I-I-K-I Tribe.com. And me, I'm your boy, Tiny Sumo. Make sure you're following me. Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube, like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a review, tell your friends, tell your family, your boy appreciates it, but I think that's enough of a plug, so let me get down with my guest, you! Caitlin, how's it going? (laughs) Good, Dylan, how are you? I'm very well. Now, I think the internet's going to work, but here's the thing with doing the uh, Instagram live videos, they often fuck me out, Yeah. but fingers crossed, I have pure faith right now, I'm sure that it's going to work. It's going to work. We've got this. Definitely going to work. So congratulations on the big win at One Warrior Series. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No worries at all. Very exciting, obviously. Now, look, it's been a little while between fights. It's been a little while between chats for us as well. So what I need to do before we talk about the fight, before we talk about the armbar in like under a minute, anything like that, before we chat about that, we have to go back. We have to chat about what's happened between your last fight and this. So I want to find out, I want to talk about, we've got to talk about moving to another country. Yep. Yeah. We have to talk about that. We have to talk about the One Warrior Series tryouts. So take me back to that. Let's talk about that. Because that was after the last fight, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, actually, I haven't really had um, a lot of time to um, sort of think about that. So this is uh, a great sort of opportunity to be um, a little bit nostalgic. So um, oh, geez, what's happened? So obviously after my fight um, last year, end of last year, I won um, my title in Australia. Um, I decided to um, just take a little bit of time just to refine a few things. So I really wanted to work on my striking. I really wanted to work on my kickboxing. And I really wanted to work on bridging the gaps between all three disciplines. So striking to wrestling to jiu-jitsu. Um, in the process of, of that happening, um, the One Warrior Series tryouts, um, they came obviously to, to Sydney and I decided to try out and I was fortunate enough to, to get in. Um, and I got to spend some great time with, um, Rich Franklin and everyone, um, from the One Warrior Series crew, which is awesome. Got to do some filming, got to do, um, some, Hang gliding. I got to play some beach volleyball, meet Martin Ewan and spend some time with him and chat to the whole crew. And I had a blast. I had an awesome time. It was absolutely surreal. So that was incredible. Um, so after that happened, again, just decided to go and just wait for the call up for my next fight. Um, I had an opportunity to fight in April. I ended up um, dislocating my knee. So that wasn't very, that wasn't very fun. Um, so I spent a little bit of time uh, recovering 
Um, so then my next opportunity was um, in August. So the card I just bought on. So um, I had a bit more time to to prepare and um, to to drop some weight. And I decided in between that time that now was a great um, opportunity to move overseas. So that's what I decided to do. So because um, that was one, sorry, that was go. one thing that I was in, I was interested in, like whether it was that sort of distinct decision. Because I know some of the guys that have signed with the One Warrior series have also taken fights in between. So I wasn't yes. sure if that was like a, a direct decision, where it's like, no, look, I've got the call for this. I'm just going to wait for that. But so it was based off the injury as well. Yeah, so there was a few factors factors that um yeah that came into play when I was deciding whether or not I was going to fight again. Um, but the the in the knee injury was um was the main one for me. Um, I had a few opportunities um to fight on a couple of cards in Australia before that. Um, but I just figured as well that they were very very close to the One Warrior Series fight in August, and I also decided that. You know, this is a big fight for me. It's my first international fight, especially on, um, you know, one championship. I really wanted to make sure that I was 100% and that um, I put my best foot forward. So that's what I did. Nice. All right. So with the moving to Bali, so the mm-hmm. packing up, making the move to Bali, top team, uh, Bali A, like with that decision, with the idea that you were moving, did you, you know, like sort of ease your way into it? How did you decide, no, this is the gym, this is the spot, this is where I want to go? Um, so I went overseas, um, so I went, sorry, I went to Bali, um, about a month ago or six weeks ago, um, or prior to, um, me moving over here permanently. Um, and I just said to the guys here, you know, right, actually it was at the end of, of my 10 day stint the first time. And, um, yeah, I said to them, oh, you know, I love it here. I'd love to, to come over here and stay you know, if you guys would let me. And um, when once I touched down back in Australia, they said, yeah, come on over if you can. So I um, had three weeks to pack up all my stuff and here I am. So, yeah. So how big of a difference was that then for you? Because obviously it's one thing to fight internationally. It's one thing to go for a holiday internationally or even a traincation, you know, go away and train at these international camps. You know, that's not too out of the ordinary. But to decide to sort of pack up, how big of a switch was that for you? Um, I didn't really think about it, so that it wasn't as daunting <laughs> for me as okay. as I thought. So, um, I yeah, I'm gonna be back and forth just um for um when I say back and forth, I mean I have to come back to Australia um for a couple of days um in the next couple of months for um like weddings and family stuff. So, um, it, it's a good transitional process for me. So mm-hmm. I get to um pack more stuff come over here, take some stuff back that I don't need, you know. So a lot of it was was trial and error for me, which was, um, I, I guess, a good thing. You know, I'm, I'm learning a lot being over here and um, I know, you know, the, the more time I spend here, the more and more I feel comfortable. But the guys at Bali MMA have been awesome. Like they've been so accommodating. They've been um, so helpful. I feel like I've um, slotted in really well and, um yeah, it, it just made the the move so much um, so much easier for me. So I'm so grateful to um, yeah to have um, them you know support me so much in in my decision to yeah up and move. Nice. All right. So with going across, obviously making the move, deciding to sort of settle there as a, a gym away from home internationally, things like that. Slotting in and then I guess getting ready for this international fight. How easy was that transition? 
Oh, that was, that was very difficult. Um, that I did spend a lot of time, um, planning before I moved over. So one of the things that I needed to adapt to was a food, obviously, um, didn't want to get barley belly before my fight. I was very lucky to get it after my fight. Um, only mildly, but still, um, and, but primarily it was the, the food accessibility. So there was a lot of stuff that I, um, I'm very used to eating um, for my weight cut. I've got a set diet plan um, and I've got someone who's um, who's helped me quite a bit um, and I've always made weight um, because of this specific person. Um, however, the food that he has recommended, um, a lot of the stuff isn't available over here. So I had to do a little bit of trial and error. So that was the main thing was um, uh, the weight cut. But at the same time, um, the you know, because I'm training full time here and because I'm sweating and, and it's just so, so easy to lose the weight over here in Bali that, um, the weight just came off me, um, like towards the end and stuff. But it, it, another thing that was very difficult was the fact that I had to, um, get in a a different mindset for it. You know, I've never trained full time before. Um, and, I was uh, like three weeks out from the fight when I did come over here and I was at that stage where I was still quite, felt quite depleted. So I didn't really, I, I yeah, I, I felt a little bit, um, I felt exhausted for one, but I also felt that I needed to expel more energy and I I, and I couldn't because of the move and stuff. It, I did feel a little bit drained when I first came over here. But that's like with anything. It was just um, trial and error for me, um, adapting, getting used to it. And, um, you know, after a couple of weeks, you know, I, I felt like it was in my groove. I felt like I was in routine. And, um, yeah, everything else just sort of came naturally from there, which was awesome. Nice. All right. So then we sort of get towards I, I wanted to talk about the weighing inside of it as well. Yep. And then I'll talk about the actual fight itself because I do, I, I also really enjoy, I spoke to Joey about it the other day as well. The fact that it's sort of like, it almost seems like it's a movie set that you're fighting on in that like, there's just high, you know, high end businessmen around the ring. It's very, you know, like it's small scale, but you know that, I mean, for one, it's getting obviously broadcast on YouTube free and however many thousands of people are watching it live. Yep. But I really dig almost like that kung fu movie vibe to it. I geeked out on that a bit. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So um, the the past five fights that I've had um, before this one, you know, have, have been, you know, where there's been a big crowd and, you know, an atmosphere and stuff. And that was just what I was used to. So, um, you know, I was told that this um, style where, um, yeah, there, there wasn't necessarily going to be an audience that you could see, I was curious as to how I would go with that. Um, but I loved it because it, it did take that pressure off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, what was awesome is that it was so accessible to, to a lot of people, um, mm. that people could still see the fight. And I didn't feel as, as nervous as if they were there. Um, mm-hmm. but in saying that, because it was so accessible, I had to not think about it too much because, you know, it, there was almost at the same time more pressure that, mm. you know, there were so many people there um, that could watch it and were watching it. Um, mm. So once I got that out of my mind that, oh, okay, this is actually getting broadcasted, you know, to the world, <laughs> um, it, it was nice because it, it gave me the opportunity to just go, okay, I'm in here 
it almost felt like an exhibition match, just the atmosphere mm-hmm. there because it wasn't, you know, people screaming. I could hear my corner. My corner is very loud anyway, but I could hear my corner, you know, and it just felt like it was a, um, it, it was just about the fighting, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily about, you know, um, the people, uh, you, you know, the hometown favorite or, you know, who can cheer the loudest or, you know, or the guy that got knocked out getting booed and or cheered for, you know, that sort of thing. It was, it was nice to, to just go in there and just focus on the fight and not have as many distractions around me. So I, I really liked it, really, really liked it. Nice. All right, well, let's talk about, before we talk about the fight itself, because very impressive performance, before we talk about that, I want to talk about the, um, the weigh-in side of it too, because I know yep. some people have their opinions on like the hydration testing and the multiple weigh-ins and like that. How did you, as someone going through that process, feel? Um, I liked it. So it, again, it was completely new to me. I had no idea how to respond. And that was an, another factor that I had to consider moving here is how my body was going to respond to, um, a different environment, um, how my body was going to respond to, cause I was already effectively going from minus two degree weather in Canberra to Bali, you know, 30 degree weather, you know, 24 mm-hmm. seven. Um, but I, so I, I really had to focus on, on drinking enough water because I was flushing out a lot going to training, you know, um, sweating out a heap, etc. But, um, you know, I was able to keep up my fluids. Um, I've made 56.5 before with food. Um, so I knew I was going to be, I was going to be fine. And it, when I say I made 56.5 with food, I also didn't water load for that fight. Um, I did have to cut. It was, I ended up cutting to 55 for that fight specifically, but um, what I'm getting at is that I've made 56 and a half before. It's never been an issue for me getting down to weight. I've always made weight um, perfectly well. And it was actually kind of cool to to know that I could make weight both days. Um, I could make weight hydrated both days. I actually came in um, like lighter and more hydrated the second day. Um, and, yeah, it, it was hard, but it was doable. Um, and I think the biggest thing for, for me in particular was just keeping my walk away, walk, um, walk around weight down. Um, and then I'm, I'm completely fine. But, um, yeah, you, you still get people on the day, like, you know, trying to, um, cut a little bit of water. Um, you know, you still get people who, um, you know, weigh in over, like it, it's just part of the sport, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, you, you just need to make sure that you've got a good team behind you um, that guides you in the right direction. So, yeah, I was mm. lucky lucky enough to have both the guys from Bali MMA and Legion 13 um, in Canberra to um, to come over and support me. Nice. Because that is one thing that Joe and I had spoken about too, um, in that, like, even though we know that these things are in place, it's the same as, like, same-day wanes and everything like that. We know that stuff's in place. We also know that the people are going to try and game it. So it is interesting to hear people going through that process themselves saying, no, it's all good. I felt good. I felt this way or I felt that way. And I'm sure more will come out with it. You know, the more, I mean, if other promotions bring that into their practices and things like that, it just changes how people operate. It's the same deal. Like we, we all know people on same day weigh-ins, two hour weigh-ins who are, cut, yep. you know, bulk weight and they're trying to yep. rehydrate. It's going to happen, but exactly. it's, good to hear, it's good to hear the athletes say they like it. So yeah. the two fighters I've spoken to off that card so far have liked it. I've got one yeah. more tomorrow. I'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like uh, if you're picking a weight that, um, because you, you can chat to them about what weight you want to fight at, 
Um, I don't have a, a very wide choice of weights to fight at. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being um, a woman in the sport, they, with one, they only have the atom weight and the straw weight. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the atom weight is something like 49 to 52-ish, and mm-hmm. um, the weight I fight at straw weight is 52 to, um, you know, just under 57. So yeah. um, I didn't have a choice um, if I wanted to fight on the promotion. I had to make that weight. I know that I'm comfortable making that weight, you know, before. Um, so it's just about being smart, you know. At the end of the day, you have to live with the decisions that you make in terms of your weight cut. Um, you know, you have to live with the decision to to try and make that weight. And if you don't, you have to bear those consequences. So um, it, no one's going to, to force you to do anything. So you just have to, you know, take it um, if you, you know, don't make weight or if you don't feel like you can make that weight, you have to be as open with them as possible. Mm, nice. All right, so. Let's move on to the fight. Let's talk about the fight because, like I said, very strong performance. Um, had me screaming at the computer at work <laughs> during during paid hours, but that's neither here nor there. Going into it as well, because it's always interesting as well talking to people that are fighting on an international show, fighting an international opponent. You know, did you go into the fight with the game plan that you employed or was it something that you sort of worked out on the fly? Uh, no, so that was a game plan that um, I wanted to, yeah, implement um, as soon as I was matched with this with this girl. So um, I've been following One Warrior Series for a very long time. I know um, most of the girls in, well, I know all of the girls in my weight division. I know most of them in the lower weight division as well. Um, so when I got matched with her, I had chats with my coach back in Canberra and my coach here. Um, and the game plan was basically um, to punch to entry point, um, to um, to take down and to basically keep her on the ground. So there were a few things in there that um, I did where, again, similar to my previous fight, um, I wanted to, for example, land on top. Um, so mm. when, for example, when I did take her down, my intention was to um, to keep rolling. It was, again, a, a bit of a sacrifice throw. Um, but I grabbed her and my intention was to pull her over and um, to roll on top. Um, so once I tried to do that, I felt her shift and I felt her um, come forward again. So as soon as she moved, um, you know, back on top of me, I, you know, thought to myself, okay, this is a good opportunity for me to go for, um, an arm bar again. So as soon as I went for that arm bar, um, I didn't realize how tight it was. So I pulled, uh, well, I didn't pull, I sort of like shifted my hips, um, and she rolled, um, and I heard pop, 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 scream and ref come in, stop it. So, um, all, everything up until like everything that, that I did was again, intentional. Um, it it was planned. I, I can, Quick, sorry, I can think very quickly, um, you know, when I'm on the ground. It's just something that, um, you know, I've, I've picked up quite quickly with my jiu-jitsu is, is thinking quite quickly. Um, I didn't expect the armbar to come on so quickly, but that's just, again, something that, um, you know, I, I've drilled over and over and over again that I seem to be quite um, comfortable, you know, picking up. And, um, hmm. yeah, I once it was on, it was on, and... That was that. Nice. Now, yeah, because speaking about that too, was it your last win as well you won by armbar? Yeah, again, it was the same. This is what I was talking about um, with my friend the other day, same game plan. So I came, my last two fights have come across very good strikers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the game plan was to pressure, um, you know, as soon as something was thrown, my, um, I was, um, had to pick a, a good entry point. Um, and I did <laughs> for both of the fights, get them up against the cage, slash the ropes, um, take them down and submit. Um, so both of them ended quite quickly. Um, I, I do again, uh, wish I could showcase a little bit more of my wrestling and my top game. Um, and obviously my striking as well, but especially with, with, um, Jenalyn, so my opponent in, um, in One Warrior, I didn't really want to sort of use that as an opportunity to sort of try and outstrike a, a very world class striker. So I thought, <laughs> fuck it, I'm just going to take you down and submit you. So it ended a little, a little bit quicker than, um, than I thought. But again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. It was my no. game plan and my intention, um, you know, as soon as I took the fight. Nice. Because that was one thing I know from watching you grapple as well. I, I mean, obviously knowing that you hit the armbar from the same exact position pretty much in the last Pretty fight. much, yeah. <laughs> but after watching you grapple, I did expect more of a top-heavy game. I thought yep. definitely um, offensive wrestling, you know, look to score the takedown and, and work from top. So when you pulled, essentially almost pulled guard, I went, okay. But the armbar was, I went, oh, yeah, that's right, the last fight. Okay, we're good. Yeah. But there was that, it, there's still that little bit. I'm like, yep. oh, okay, all right. You That's and the rest of the stuff. world, honestly, you uh, and my coaches, stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, That's um, it. yeah, so I, with my thought process, again, that was intentional. Um, so with one, I didn't want to, um, just hold her. So I wanted to mm. make sure that I, um, I took her down when I had the opportunity to take her down. So I didn't want the refs um, to stop and restart us in, in the middle. Um, so I had mm-hmm. the opportunity to, to take her down. I was meant to re-roll on top. That was the intention. And I did almost do that, but I didn't um, scramble quickly enough and I felt her move. So I thought, okay, as she's shifting, um, you know, back towards me, I know that her um, her body weight is going to be moving that way, and that gives me an opportunity to roll around into that armbar. So mm-hmm. um, my my thought process when I'm on bottom is I like to um, try and set up a submission, um, not necessarily to submit them, but to get them to move so I can get back on top. So I don't want to yep. sit there and cop punches, um, you know, but at the same time, ideally, I'd like to land on top. So it's just about a, a, adapting and... and um, you know, moving, but, um, yeah, you're, you're not the only one that <laughs> was like, Caitlin, why did you pull guard? And it wasn't necessarily okay. the intention to pull guard, but that's kind of what happened. But again, not, um, not, com- not complaining, but you know, no, there's some, um, yeah, there's always things now that, um, I can work on and, um, yeah, I'm super, super keen for the next one now. Super keen. Nice. Well, look, I mean, you got the job done. You got the job done very well and quickly. Um, and I can understand, too, the point that you're making about it's it's all well and good to offensively wrestle in one, but you even saw on this one Warrior Series card just gone, the guys that were on top for the majority of the fight still lost because the bottom yep. player was throwing submissions up, you know. Whether or not the submission is effective, they're looking to use a fight finishing technique. And that, yep. the way that want to score their fights where they're scoring for the entirety of the fight as opposed yep. to rows, uh, round to round. And they're also looking like the pride fights used to be with yep. guys looking, you know, with the intention to finish. Yeah. I think that goes a long way. So it does make sense where you're like, all right, look, I'm, I'm looking, I'm not looking to necessarily control 
the wrestling aspect on the ground completely. I'm looking to submit, you know, if I'm on the bottom, I'm looking to sweep or submit. If I'm on top, yep. I'm looking to move position to finish the fight. Yeah, no, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and again, at the time when um, when it was there, it, it sort of, for me, I've done this so many times that I just felt it was there and I just sort of went for it, you know. So um, <laughs> I I wish I had more time to sort of feel out um, the the fight and sort of implement um, or, or sort of think about, you know, how I would win the fight in its entirety rather than just round for round. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I got the job done. Um, I was very happy that I did that sort of habitually. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> nice. All right. So speaking about doing it again then, because realistically, comparatively, you've had a quiet year. I mean, yeah. there's been lots happen, but fight-wise, you've had a quiet year. So... Looking forward now, you've got that win under the belt. You've won on an international stage in front of however many thousands of people at home. Yep. Won quickly by submission, so that's a strong win as well. What's the look for now, 2019? What are we looking at next? Um, honestly, again, it's um, really up to um, the guys at One Warrior. Um, so I would love to fight as soon as I can. Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably looking um, at December, so still 2019. Um, I'm still looking to be active before then as well. Um, and yeah, anything that, um, you know, any opportunities that could come up in Australia, um, you know, I will obviously have to chat to, to my coaches about, but, um, I would be, you know, absolutely over the moon to, um, to take another fight before December again, subject to one more series, um, you know, letting me fight on another card, um. So, yeah, hopefully um, I get to fight before then, but at, at this point, um, possibly December. So we'll see. It's all, all, up, to, all up to them, unfortunately. But um, in, in the interim, you know, I'm now, um, you know, I now have the opportunity to train full-time and I'm loving it. So I didn't get injured from my last fight. I get to go back and completely smash full-time training and work on things that, um, you know, from my last fight. So that's what I'm going to do. Nice. Perfect. Well, look, hopefully we get to see you in before the end of the year, but obviously depending on One Warrior Series and all that sort of stuff. Hey, I mean, if you can snatch up another quick armbar or something like that before the end of the year too, why not? There's lots of girls now currently. There seems to be more girls fighting now in Australia than when you left for Bali. Yeah, one, yeah, that's the thing. And that's what, um, I'm both frustrated and absolutely over the moon. Um, you know, the, the fact that women's MMA in Australia is now, you know, starting to really, um, solidify. Um, you've got awesome, awesome, awesome girls and, you know, both at an amateur level and a professional level. It's incredible. Um, I, I can't wait to see, give it another six to eight months and I'm sure that there will be, double the pro and AMI um, girls that, you know, straw, fly, bantam coming through again. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad that it was, um, you know, when I left that there were a heap more girls, you know, coming through, but that's just, you know, the way that it is. And um, I'm still, you know, sure that I'll end up fighting, you know, some slash most of these girls one day anyway. So uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. Nice. Well, look, I mean, I can say for me uh, personally, it seems that I probably do two-to-one chats now. Like, I'm probably doing two chats with male fighters, one chat with female fighters, and that in itself is a good indication of the numbers, I think, that are starting to come through the sport. We are seeing more girls come across from other sports too, which is very exciting. Um, So, fingers 
crossed with a lot more female fights too. They tend to be, if not the most exciting, some of the most exciting on the card too. The girls always bring it. I mean, you look at just your card too. There was what yours and one other female fight, both finishers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely, and uh, we're both Aussies, so <laughs> it was that's yeah it. the that's, the that's Aussie takeover. Too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it's incredible. I'm I'm so you know um, so over the moon that there have been some amazing women that have come through and will continue to come through Australia and um, Southeast Asia and you know the world. Um, and I hope that it just continues to grow and grow and grow. You and me both. All right, look, before we wrap it up, i like to give everyone a chance to get any plugs, mention shout-outs out of the way. So anyone you want to mention, let them know now. And when I post up later on as well, we'll tag them in. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a few. <laughs> I hope I remember them all. I always uh, always miss out on one. So um, firstly, I'd like to thank uh, Bali MMA. Um, you know, you guys have been absolutely incredible. Um, you know, I'd like to thank Legion 13 Canberra. Um, you know, the coaches from both of those gyms have been awesome. Um, Spear Fight, you know, thank you for sponsoring me. You see 1000 Water, I appreciate you guys a, a bunch. Um, I'd like to thank Jim Mills Direct and I'd like to ma- thank uh, my gym performance as well back home. You guys have been incredible. Um, all my friends and family, my mom in particular, love you to bits. Um, and everyone who's, who's helped me train for this fight, you know, it's, um, it, it, it really has made such an incredible difference. And without you guys, I wouldn't be where I am at the moment. Um, and I'd like to thank you as well, Dylan. Thank you for having me on, on here um, and to take the time to uh, to chat with me. I appreciate it. No worries at all. Anytime. Thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat. As always, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to seeing you fight again soon. And you and I will chat soon. Yeah, I'll chat to you soon. Thank you very much. Sweet. See ya. Right. Okay, bye.